this young man had an idea for fire beaner. It was it's like if you go camping and your matches get wet, you oh, okay. always have a light, right? And the members inside the user community were cheering him on. You know, you could do this, you can do this. And I think his manager was actually there, um, but was saying, you know, you got SolidWorks behind you, you have a great idea, you could do this. You. And you great. got the community That's behind awesome. you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hi there, this is the SolidWorks Born to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas into actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Mendling, and this Born to Design podcast episode is titled Educating Engineers Outside of the Classroom. Today I'm speaking with Marie Planchard, which is a familiar name in our industry as Marie superheads the education program here at SolidWorks. However, you may not know how involved she really is in this growing SolidWorks community. Let's listen in to Marie's story to learn more about how this growing SolidWorks community has benefited so many. Let's jump right in. So this all started with a forum. We asked, who else would you like us to interview on the forum? And your name came up, Marie. So <laughs> I'm very honored that the, that the members of the SolidWorks user community have invited me to be part of this podcast with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, you're, you're very well known in the community. Everybody knows Marie, especially everybody in education. But, you know, users now started in education, yes, learning in, in really college. it's really exciting, especially uh, this week at SolidWorks World, to have people come up to me and say, I learned it in school. I got certified and I now I'm working at, you know, this place or that place or this customer or this reseller or this partner. You know, it's it's fantastic, Cliff. Yeah, SolidWorks World, it's, it's, it's as I say, it's like-minded people are all in one <laughs> spot and it's 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 always so much fun. Right. So, so we're recording you here at SolidWorks World. And the one thing about you that I'll say after knowing you for a while is you, you have such passion for education and STEM, uh, women in STEM, but, you know, let's, I'd love to just dig into where that all started. Where, where did, you know, what's Marie Plancher's background? Let's start <laughs> from the beginning. What's yeah. my background? How, how did I get to this position exactly. or, or, or this spot in my life? Well, Cliff, I was very fortunate that my father had a garage. And after having three daughters, I was the last one. And I would follow him around, um, probably carrying a few wrenches along the way. And I was just so fascinated by everything he worked on. And I never thought twice that I couldn't do it, whatever he asked me or he trained me to do something. And then he had this whole customer service, the customer's always right, bring him a cup of coffee when their car's getting fixed. So I kind of learned the, the in and outs of customer service from him, along with the mechanical skills uh, to work uh, and, and to design and build projects. We were always drawing something up and building it. And then my mom, she was just amazing with numbers. She could add a column of numbers. She handled all the, the bookkeeping of the day and just really was good at teaching me how to do things in my head mathematically. And you put that together and my grandfather, my grandparents had a farm and, and pretty much farmers were independent. They fixed their own equipment. They designed right. new types of machines to satisfy a problem. And I always grew up thinking, well, yeah, I could do this. I could do that. And when I asked my dad, I want to design cars, you know, who designs cars? And he said, well, engineers design cars. And 
I had a physics teacher who said, oh, you know, you're doing great in physics, go into engineering. So I was fortunate to go to Rutgers in for engineering, great program. You know, I wanted to be a mechanical engineer and they helped me achieve that. But as I was achieving that, I realized there was only three women in my class. And, and it, you know, kind of the light bulb hit to say, wait a second, not everyone has the same background, especially young girls, um, as my parents, my grandparents, my family, the support of teachers. And, and I kind of held that, I held that thought and just tried to be the best engineer I could be. I, I went off, uh, worked at Owens, Illinois for a while, worked at a startup new industry called CAD. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, worked for a computer company for a while and then a robotics company for a while. And just I felt something was missing in my life. I wanted to do more. Um, and I ended up getting a job as a as a mechanical engineering professor and eventually a department head. And I was able to implement STEM science, technology, engineering, and math programs for young girls to bring more girls into the college, the community college, so that they could see what anyone can do with a technical background, with engineering background, and how important that was. I think I mentioned earlier, my, my sister was an electrical engineer, and there was she was one of two electrical engineers that did the school. And But, I, you know, obviously we see that changing. At, at the time, you think it was just it was just known that engineers were more men or that was the, the way of thinking at that time and it's just it's finally we've we've decided that that's you know not true or, or you know yeah, that, that's definitely not true and you know we we are a global company um i certainly covered the world you you go to russia there there's not that stereotype there's right no stereotype yeah. um there's there's extremely extremely smart women mathematicians in in our history in the United States, in fact, Hidden Figures, kind of that movie, exemplified what these women did as mathematicians for uh, the space program. And I think there is such a drive now to make sure young girls get exposure to the technology to engineering. Um, we're fortunate to have first robotics team here from Greenville High School called the Robo Wranglers. And you know, they, they got girls in their program. And right. that's that's great to see at a young age. And they start them out even younger than what we have here with First Lego League. And that's real little kids. Right. That's great. We're starting to see so many other opportunities out of your standard education classroom, right? We're starting to see STEM opportunities. We're starting to see the value of robotics leagues and robotics programs that are really preparing these young people better for college and better for the real world. And I know this is something you're very passionate about. So just to share that passion with us and, and share some of those stories. Right. In my opinion, an awful lot happens outside of the classroom. And the fact that we have partnered uh, with First Robotics Competition and, and this year not only supported the software so that they could make better game manuals, drawings, we did so much in AR, VR technology to, to simulate the gameplay because not everybody can travel. There's a cost to physically travel to an event to understand what's going on and, and to get that experience. So, so there certainly are 
passion for FIRST and, and that age group. Um, we support an event in Turkey for FIRST Robotics that has grown awesome. so much and our resellers are involved, really changing the high school dynamic there. Um, and just as important at the collegiate level are the teams from Formula SAE, Baja, the Mars Rover with NASA, uh, Shell Eco Marathon, um, team after team. These these students, even with such a demanding program, they work so hard uh, to compete. And when we see them, whether it's on the field or the track, because we visit them, you know, I think that's why it became so popular. Is we we have visited so many teams. They just say how SolidWorks has changed their lives, and and that's pretty amazing, right? It's software. Right. But we really push these these students to get certified, and that certification, that SolidWorks certification, gives them the leg up to help them get that job, that very important first job to get the job that's going to define their career. And and this week at SolidWorks World, we have certification testing going on. You met a high school teacher that drove in a bus his class all the way here so that he could give them the certification exams. You know, there's such dedicated instructors that work with us for this, and, and these students are amazing. And I, I just noticed a, a rocket over there because at the research level, right, we, we have these researchers that are doing amazing work. And then in correlation with that, are there students, are there graduate students, PhD students, that are also in competition? And, you know, they're designing the next rocket somehow, uh, sort of in their backyard. I'm not quite sure how they're doing <laughs> that. Um, but, but it just gives you a, a fantastic feeling right. deep down to hear these stories Th and, and experience these students. Well, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned something. You said, like, SolidWorks changed their life. But I... I do you think it's like, you know, all these kids carry an iPhone, which was, which was you know, designed in, in CAD. You know, they carry this in their pocket, but I, it's, it's almost like they don't realize how these things were built or created. It's like they, they go to the grocery store to pick up food. They don't realize how, what the farmer did to grow that food, how it came to the, the grocery store. So you think it's maybe it's just that exposure that, hey, this is how people create things. Right. And that's why I love. I love the technical vocational school programs, uh, the skills that are taught at the middle school, high school level with a design build uh, capability. And this happens all over the world, the, you know, whether you're in the Netherlands or China or here in the United States. I had one teacher um, just a couple of days ago send me a photo of a replica of the Massachusetts State House in Boston that his kids, okay, they're high school kids, right? They reverse engineered every piece, wow. 80 pieces, 3D printed them, put it all together, you know, assembled it all together, presented it to the governor, Governor Baker. They had a U.S. flag, they had a Patriots flag, <laughs> and you course. know, okay, sorry, it's football. But they did that. You know, these students did that. And with the help of their high school teacher at Shawshin Tech, they learned about reverse engineering. They learned about the design process. They learned about additive manufacturing. And those are all the skills, like you look at the vendors here this week, those are all the skills you're gonna need to know to be competitive. Right, right. What can we do better to help these, uh, these students 
realize the opportunity in design and engineering that could that could solve the world's problems in the future. Well, first of all, more more stories from you as you, um, and and also the media, right? As they can expose students to these amazing customers that produce products that they use every day. You know, um, the robot vacuum cleaner. I love that. I have a dog, it's, you know, poor Rusty, he sheds everywhere. And I love that robot vacuum cleaner. That's designed, that's manufactured. You have to think about materials. You think have to think about, well, what happens in recycling at end of life? How is this product sustainable? Um, so the, that kind of awareness of the products that are being introduced. Also, you see this, I think for so long, we got absorbed in technology from the computer's point of view okay, from a cell phone's point of view. And there wasn't this hands-on thing. There wasn't this, I wanna build something. Uh, we're a software company and I feel that way. So when you look at the, the digital fabrication movement, when you look that everybody learns how to make something, we do an awful lot with the Fab Foundation and, and Neil Gershenfeld's class, uh, how to build almost anything. There's a mobile maker lab here at SolidWorks World. You know, go in and see what you can build with some pretty simple equipment um, and actually have that design make process. And you know what? It's not always right the first time. I've done this this model on the computer, I wanna get my A. It's okay, how can I make it better? What's gonna be the next revision? And to solve those global problems, you have to realize that you're gonna to have to have another, another revision. Another problem's gonna happen. A few years ago, we had a young man, Boynt uh, Slate, from the Ocean Engineering Project, the Ocean Cleanup Project. And he presented that he was gonna create this boom to clean up the plastics in the ocean. And that was his dream, right? And he has taken that dream to form a company, to get the funding, uh, to get the venture capital behind it, to get the government behind it. and. The initial prototypes, yeah, they were working, and of course now he goes out to the Pacific Ocean and they realize that there's a failure. Well, you know what? He took things back and he's working on how to fix it again. A revision. And that's how you're gonna solve those global challenges. Is for inside the head of that new designer that is like, okay, I gotta have a revision to make it better. I gotta get input from a lot of different people to make it better. Um, and, and that's what I think we're teaching with SolidWorks, we're teaching with our connection to the, the schools um, and to these students to say, make it better. Make it better. And it's okay to fail and fail it is early, okay at fail early, fail often, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Oh my gosh, I failed so much. <laughs> <laughs> And you learn from that. The, the thing is, you've got to learn from it and, and figure out how, how, to, how to make it better. So what is your advice for educators who want to, who want to uh, expose their students to more technology or STEM? Well, the first thing they can do is look at uh, our website. Uh, you know, we have some great examples of technology. Um, 
I really like e-drawings. I think it's a quick way. If you could use it on your phone, you could use it on any device uh, just to show how models work in 3D. And if you have little, little kids, um, I, I love seeing SolidWorks apps for kids that starts out at age four. And it's not even, you know, oh, we're going after to make sure every four-year-old becomes an engineer. We wanna, we wanna let kids have fun and learn about creativity and ideation and visualization. And, you know, you can model your, your bird in this kind of digital clay format. And then you can talk about how that bird is nesting in your backyard and worried about the habitat. And, and we have some simple lessons for educators um, on our website, on, on SolidWorks Apps for Kids. You know, you could, you could talk about habitat. You can talk about genetic engineering. We have a great example with fruit. You know, make a strawberry and, and put some stickers on it. Uh, change size, 3D print it. Our friends from Sindow are here. We cloud print right to Sindow, right? Uh, or you could take an STL file to a 3D printer, or look at, I realized when I, when I was teaching, right, you don't have all the latest tools, print to a 2D printer on paper. We have something uh, color by number that, that little kids can do. We even have a QB print, which is the six sides of a flattened cube that kids can cut out, uh, tape, and they have a cube of their bird, top, front, right, back, bottom, left, um, and it's made out of paper. Right, right. <laughs> That's great. It's a good start. Now, now, educators like in the high school or middle school and stuff, what, uh, we have resources for them? Oh, or? yeah. I, I love my SolidWorks. Yeah. Um, you know, because when you're teaching, um, I certainly didn't start out with eight different classes that were SolidWorks-based, teaching about all these different technologies, right? Right. I started out with one project. And that one project was simple, and then it grew and grew and grew. I put some math into it, I put some physics into it. But the good news is, through my SolidWorks, we have learning paths that a teacher could take on, whether it's basic skills in modeling. We also have built-in tutorials right inside the product that teaches the fundamentals of part assembly drawing. We believe, and certainly our customers find it very important, that students have got to know how to read a drawing. Reading a drawing is, is a great skill to understand and to know. Uh, so we push that, we push it in our certification exams. We push that throughout our curriculum. Um, and, and our MySolidWorks curriculum can take you right through the path that leads up to certification. Again, we realize educators are very, very busy people. We don't want the educator to have to recreate. And then, because... The I just want to mention real quick, when MySolidWorks, we're talking about our website, MySolidWorks.com, where tons of resources and stuff, just, just to clarify if, if you're not familiar with that. So, sorry, Marie. No problem. And, and then, if, if for the middle school, high school, it is amazing how sharing educators can be in our community. There's a great site out of Florida called Country, and, you know, this the projects, the projects in whether it's a solar car or a mousetrap car or building a little Adirondack chair or a CO2 car, you know, it's, it's, it's Pat Haley has the teacher and he's retired now and he still keeps writing, right? He has wow. all this stuff up there for people to use. And, and we just love how, you know, people, the, the, the educators are sharing 
amongst themselves in our community. It's really uh, quite a community that, that, uh, that shares all their resources. They build some, they share them. They... Well, Marie, this is great. I know I'm missing a question. What, what, am I, what am I failing to ask you? What are you failing to ask me? Um, I guess early engagement, I'm fortunate you know, I, I started off in industry, went into education. Luckily, I met my boss who worked at SolidWorks and said, how would you like to run education for SolidWorks? So you it did was, a fabulous job, by the way. <laughs> it's the best for both worlds. And I'm fortunate to not only work for, for what people say, the traditional student, educator, researcher, uh, elementary school, middle school, secondary school, technical institutions, college, university, research, all of that, right? But now there's this other direction too. There's makers and fab labs, really important to, to figure out how we're going to help them. How, how are we going to help the community? Almost like a, a community library, but instead of a library filled with books, we're talking about, well, why not have a makerspace and let people in the community learn so so that's a focus and then is another passion of mine is the startup community the incubators the entrepreneurs the ones starting brand new businesses trying to get the venture capital that we need and we have a program for startups if you're less than a million in funding if you're you're less than three years in existence you can apply online you have a great product idea you know not something you sketched and in, in a bar on a <laughs> right. napkin or something like it's that a time machine yeah right. yeah yeah <laughs> um but you've really given it some thought um and you could have been out of school you know for 10 years right but you have this idea and you just want to get a hold of solidworks because 10 years ago you learned solidworks in school and for whatever reason, you want to see if can I make this idea into a product and have it be successful. And we are now getting over 400 applications a month That's in awesome. the startup community. And, and such great stories come out of that already, yeah. Yeah, there I, are. I, and, and some you've I, I done. I have some on the podcast, yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, that's one great. One out and uh, a few more coming soon, yes. And it's it's everything. It's the drone that, that you know, flies over to deliver blood in remote areas. It's, um, I think, a boom technology. And they're actually building personal supersonic aircraft or Wandercraft in France that's building a human skeleton, right? The products are so varied. And they all have the same passion we do for their product. For their products, absolutely. And then they yeah. want to use SolidWorks. So you put that all together. And how can I not be excited to be working here? It's, it's really great. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly very jealous because I, I remember getting to college and get, be a design major and just finally having access to a shop. Now, we're just talking a shop where all the tools and mainly stuff was, was wood. We had some plastics, you know. Right. Uh, molding uh, technology in there as well, but I, I, to think of what I could have done with a fab lab back exactly. in the day. You know, exactly. I'm a little jealous of the, the kids these days. So. And, and what's really cool, right, with the SOLIDWORKS user group network, okay, Swaggin, where all these user group leaders are all tied together. You know, I, I have been to many, I have visited many, I have presented at many, and whether I'm pre presenting on certification or students or startups, you know, there's such good cheerleaders 
for whoever is with me. They, they can invite a student team into their meeting. They invite a startup into their meeting. I, I remember one in um, New Mexico, I was at the user group and uh, a young man, or I'm sorry, I was at a user group in Colorado. I, I, it, there was a lot going on. <laughs> and this young man had an idea for fire beaner. It was it's like if you go camping and your matches get wet, you oh, okay. always have a light, right? And the members inside the user community we're cheering him on. You know, you could do this, you can do this. And I think his manager was actually there, um, but was saying, you know, you got SolidWorks behind you, you have a great idea, you could do this. And you got the community behind you, that's great. you got the community behind you. That's awesome, that's awesome, yeah. That's awesome, that's very, very inspiring. Marie, you're definitely, uh, um, you're, you're, in the right, you're in the right field. You're, you're one of those people that have definitely found where they belong. So, Thanks, Cliff. Uh, no, it's, it's great to, it's great that you do so much for, for educators, for our education community, and um, um, it's a pleasure to work with you. You have so much passion for, for the design field, and uh, you know, all I can say is, is keep going. You know, all right. uh, nice work. Well, uh, I, I don't think I have any more questions. I think we, we got a lot of good stuff here, so, but, okay. but thank you, Marie. All Even right. I'll see you every day. It's nice to just you know, get up <laughs> close and hear a little bit more. Where, your where story. did I come from yeah, and exactly. where am I going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, 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 I'm sure we'll find out the next uh, every SolidWorks world. We'll find out what Marie's doing next. So. All right. So, Take care, Cliff. Thank, thank you. you. Also, to learn more about the communities that Marie mentioned, go to SolidWorks.com education, where you'll find all things related to education. Or try SolidWorks.com entrepreneur to learn more about the startup program that Marie mentioned. You can also go to swugin.org, that's S-W-U-G-N.org, for the SolidWorks user community. And lastly, Marie mentioned MySolidWorks, where you can find many answers to your SolidWorks questions and training at my.solidworks.com. We'll be back again soon with more great Born to Design podcast at solidworks.com podcast or wherever podcasts are readily available. Until then, keep innovating. I really hope that what you heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, search for the Born to Design podcast, and leave a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people, helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you. Thank you.